1: what's up
2: everybody welcome to kind of funny games daily for thursday september 9th 2021 i'm one of your hosts greg miller alongside forbes 30 under 30 aka the second best baby blues in san francisco aka the engaged one at tim gettys tim how are you
1: doing fantastic let's him host and everybody do not fret do not worry of course we will be doing a live trailer reactions to matrix uh what's it called resurrections uh after kind of funny games daily right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny Games. let me tell you i've been seeing all these people
2: all Mm -hmm. morning freaking out about this matrix thing you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you people got a trilogy two-thirds of which was dog water. And you're so excited. Everyone, oh, oh, we're going back to the Matrix. It's green. Trinity's back. Who Mm. the fuck cares? Mm.
3: Mm. I've had to wait this
2: long for a true Ghostbusters 3. You guys had three Matrix movies. Now you got a fourth one. Everybody over here popping bonies left and right on Twitter. Oh, man. The rabbit hole. Keanu phoning in just got that same John Wick haircut.
3: Popping bonies left and right. (laughs)
2: You've been popping some bonies in your
3: day, haven't you, Kev? Oh, Lord.
2: It's going to be a fun day, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen. It's going to be a fun day, Greg. If you don't know, today we're going to talk about the fact that Crash Bandicoot's 25. Uh, We're going to talk about work life balance being all over the news. And we're going to talk about the fact that you are getting a Lego Mario 64 set. We'll talk about all of that and so much more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week down a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, you should be part of the show over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You can write in with your questions. You can write in with your squad up requests. You can write in. To just say, hey, here's what right. I think the show should do. Here's what it should do better. Here's what it could do better. Of course, on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you can get each and every episode of kind of funny games daily ad free. You get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. And of course, you can get these same kind of benefits for the Gamescast, Xcast, PS, I Love You, XOXO, the kind of funny next gen podcast. If you wanted to go even higher, you could do it for all the kind of funny shows as well, like in review the kind of funny podcast but if you have no bucks to toss our way on patreon.com slash kind of funny games it's no big deal you of course can get each and every episode of kind of funny games daily for free on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and on podcast services around the globe of course you couldn't write in you wouldn't get the you would get the ads you wouldn't get the post show but you still get a damn fine programming that's always here to remind you the matrix just was all right number one such a fuck number one was great number one was awesome Holy i remember shit, Greg. <laughs> when they brought over i remember i think it was i want to say it was evan gulling brought over when i got Greg. the ps2 brought the dvd over and we put it in it was like holy shit this is awesome and i was like i and i was like i was with you i was with y'all can't wait for the next matrix can't wait for it. and then it don't came out and i was like about the others? don't wait, talk okay, about that Greg.
1: but here's the thing is you've all been burned
2: no. it's like you went out you Can had a great all,
1: you're one of us you're admittedly one of us.
2: Yeah, we had just the best appetizer of all time. We were like, "This is appetizer. great." Then the main course came, and it was a log of dog shit. We're no. like, "Well, maybe dessert'll fix it." Dessert
3: bird shit. What are we talking about?
0: <laughs>
3: I mean, Greg's 100 percent right. Like, I don't like. Thank you, Kevin, Greg about movie takes. But like, he he's right. Number one, amazing, and then utter dog shit. Dog Irrelevant, Irrelevant,
1: one. number one was the main course, number two and three, debatably, like, oh, Tim, the fuck? You that was to four hours
3: course. of my life, I'll never get you back to the floor am, I to, am I supposed to forget that Trinity died dramatically? How's ah. she back? What is this trash? I can't wait to watch the trailer. Yes he restarts her heart in matrix one, right? When she got uh-huh, shot.
2: Uh-huh. See matrix one. Which great fucking movie. Cool. What a cool. fucking awesome movie. Hey, can I, here's what I'll say right now, ladies and gentlemen, right? <laughs> I'm not right. even going for your eyes or your balls right now. I'm just being your friend, Greg and being honest over here. How awesome would it have been if they never did anything after matrix one?
3: Oh my God. Imagine my God. that movie ended. Where all we're all
2: wanted. like, wow, what a fucking masterpiece.
3: Instead. fourth his- I mean, movie. Think of it that way. That's fine. But it doesn't like this movie takes place after those, right? Don't worry about all that. Oh, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, me and Paula, very recently, last year, watched Matrix 1. And she was like, should we watch Matrix 2 and 3? And I was <laughs> I like, There's know, no it, ends, reason. it ends here. <laughs> There's no reason to make yourself sad. And now we're going to do an interview, I'm sure. Yeah. And she's going to have to watch 2 and 3. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh
2: housekeeping for you it's September here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games viewers across the platform so it's actually everywhere uh and throughout the month can take advantage of 20 percent off subscriptions for the first time subscribers in gifted subs your support means the world to us here at kind of funny and right now you can take advantage of this deal and receive benefits like ad-free viewing sub emotes and more of course ladies and gentlemen if you're listening later a podcast service of your choice consider coming over to uh, twitch.tv slash kind of Funny games kicking us a sub remember if you have amazon prime and you okay. never even used twitch you have a fr- dun, dun, dun. You. you have a free sub to give away uh each and every 30 days they don't remind you they don't want you to remember they just want you uh to, you know forget about it and not use that benefit uh remember there's a playstation showcase today at oh, 1 yeah. p.m pacific 40 minutes of PlayStation yeah. Goodness will be reacting live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. If you're listening later and you would like to see what we re- thought as it happened when we didn't know anything, because in the future we'll know everything, you can go, of course, to youtube.com slash kind of funny games where we post all of our live reactions for game stuff. And Tim, on that note, we go mm-hmm. to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where Ignacio Rojas writes in with last second PlayStation Showcase predictions. Nick or Tim, clear mm-hmm. your mind. Don't look at the doc. All right, clear your mind. C- completely empty. Okay, Grim, by the time you're reading this, you'll be hours away from the PlayStation Showcase. Since you guys weren't a part of the PSI Love You XOXO predictions, I'd like to get a few predictions from you. First, Tim, clear your mind. It's clear. Is this going to be a big presentation, or will it just be an average
1: one? You know, Bless and I talked about this a little bit uh, when this was announced last week on Games Daily, but I feel like it has to be a big one. Like, mm-hmm. just the with the fact that... PlayStation didn't have to do this this year, uh, given the state of the world, given the state of play. I made that joke last week as well, accidentally, and I did it again accidentally this time. Um, they they kind of just don't need to do this. The PS5s are not readily available. It's not like there's going to be some big announcement that, hey, everyone, we found a, a way to make more. They're all here. Everyone that wants one, you get one, and you get one. It's just not possible, one. right? Yeah. Uh, and we already kind of know a lot uh, about the fall for PlayStation. And specifically for PlayStation 5, and we know a little bit about next year. So for them to come out and the way that they talked about this, and they are using the same nomenclature as they did for the showcase they had last year that was their PS5 kind of reveal event that, if you remember, kind of was a two-parter event where there was the one in, I want to say, June, and then there was the one in, I want to say, August. But those dates might be wrong, but there was that level of time uh between the initial reveal of the ps5 we see the box see that there's two different ones all that and then getting that other event that that focused on big 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 reveal <laughs> fantasy 16 and all that stuff right yeah um so they announced a lot so i'm expecting we'll get some updates on uh games both that triple a perspective all the way down to the, the indie the strays and the solar ashes and like a lot of those games that we we saw at the showcase last year based on that showcase It'd be impossible to not expect this to be a a huge uh, presentation for Sony. That was, in my opinion, the most insane back-to-back conferences we've ever had up there with some of the best E3, Sony shows, and any Nintendo Direct
2: i'm with you uh i think yes this will be a big one this will not be an average one this will not be one go. okay that was cool right i think even the fact of their messaging right the playstation or the showcase will weigh in at around 40 minutes and include updates from playstation studios and some of the industry's most imaginative developers for games releasing this holiday and beyond uh i think that if you're going in and you're talking about what's going to be happening in playstation studios if you're talking about your first party like that we are going to get something big which i think then leads into some more of ignacio's things clear your head clear your head don't look ahead don't look ahead tim I'm Look not, away, Mary. I don't even
1: have to dock up. Look away,
2: Mary. And remember, Indiana Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to talk about a movie that, like, with the exception of Crystal Skull, every Indiana Jones was fun. There you go. Not like The Matrix where, you know, you're two garbage. Uh, will Sony finally confirm Blue Point's acquisition today, Tim?
1: Oh, you know, it gets rough because these PlayStation showcases haven't been I'm coming out on stage and I'm going to talk to y'all about stuff. So I don't really know how that would fit um, unless it's a little more subtle. And like, even this wouldn't make sense because this happened for demon souls, but like seeing the PlayStation studios logo, because if you remember Greg last year, one of the coolest moments of the PlayStation uh, reveal event was the amount of times we saw the PlayStation studios logo open a trailer. Right. And it was like, oh my God, they're really going to give us Miles Morales and Ratchet and Horizon and a tease at God of War, like and Gran Turismo. Like, holy crap, that was a fucking show. And it's like, I can imagine them uh, and Demon Souls as well. Um, I can imagine them having the PlayStation Studios thing and Blue Point like there. And it's like that type of thing of, and then a tweet afterwards being like,
2: hey, Blue Point's with us. Well, here's what's interesting about it. Stick with me. So, to Ignacio's question, will they confirm Bluepoint's acquisition? During the showcase, I'm with you, Tim. I think it's a clunky, how do you do that? It's it's probably the disembodied voice. Is it going to be Herman Hulse? Is it going to be Talking Heads? We don't know what we're getting into. Yeah. But for what we've seen with most of the, you know, the other ones, I would say you don't do it. I would say you show a Bluepoint game, and then, yeah, you talk on the blog about the acquisition, right? Yeah. However, let's let's take that line of thinking to this next question. Will we see a new Silent Hill and or
1: something Metal Gear today? it in my balls that we're seeing something Metal Gear and like look I'm Tim Getty's Gatorade get hype craziness all that stuff right yeah. and what it really comes down to is you know there's going to be a lot of people I'm not even looking at chat right now but I'm sure there are people just being like Tim setting himself up to be disappointed at the end of the day everybody I like to be excited about video games and I like to hope and dream for the things that I hope and dream for and when it comes to PlayStation Studios and when it comes to what they have done so far with the PS5 and what I expect them to keep doing it's really hard to be disappointed because even if one thing's not there, even if God of War's not there, even if Spider-Man's not there, something else is gonna be that's really damn exciting to me because they've just set up this world where instead of there just being the one thing of Breath of the Wild's not here, it's gonna be a letdown. We're talking about God of War. We're talking about uh, potentially Spider-Man. We're talking about Last of Us. We're talking about Naughty Dog in general. We're talking about Metal. There's so many options. What's Blue Point remaking? So with all of that, like, sure it is pie in the sky there's not too much evidence pointing towards it but there's also not no evidence pointing towards metal gear from blue point
2: do they show off
1: god of war gameplay i also i'm fairly confident we're going to see god of war
2: but is it Game is Ray it going to be Yeah, i was going to say is
1: it a gonna be a cut scene? complicated but i mean I, at, at the same time like why not <laughs> like, I, I don't think it's going to be like a full ass gameplay demo. Um, but I, I can imagine like there, we get a, a little bit of it. I, I think this will be more on the teaser side than anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see like a condensed version similar to the reveal of God of War 2018. Sure, where it's like that sure. was gameplay, right? But it wasn't like that long, or that it wasn't, crazy. and it wasn't
2: like really showing you the gameplay gameplay of it, right? It yeah. was very much like the
1: cinematography exactly yeah i think I we see, see god of war today thing. and I,
2: I don't think we get a, a gameplay deep dive but i think we see god of war mm-hmm. here's an ignacio goes on clear your mind do they confirm storage expansion is available now slash soon under no circumstance that is not something you would do in this thing no that's just not this you're talking like if it was an old jack trenton e3 press conference which totally. i would you know whatever but no not that no 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 could we get ps1 ps2 ps3 games on ps5
1: um Extremely unlikely. I say like, no, not today.
2: Yeah. It's a yes-no thing. Don't give me your extremelies, all right? Put some skin in the game, all right? Then uh, no. Don't play it safe like they did with Matrix 2 and 3 Garbo movies.
1: It's that what they did?
2: <laughs> Are we getting a collection of older games on PS5, i.e. Infamous or Resistance? I mean, black
1: and white, no, I would say.
2: Yeah that's the one that sucks the most because i want that's one i want to believe on you know what i mean like i want to believe on metal gear obviously as well but i i want to believe there was a rumor we talked about from comicbook.com this com this week about an infamous uh and i'm like God, i i just can't i can't believe it i want yeah. to believe i can't believe it
1: the, the thing is to to go back to blue point and uh i was talking about the evidence like that, remember those tweets like there were many tweets not just one like multiple tweets from blue point that were kind of like being cheeky and hinting and they hinted at Demon Souls which now exists right they also hinted at uh Silent Hill they also hinted at Metal Gear they also hinted at um Castlevania Symphony of Night all of those except for Demon Souls Konami games so there's something there that can't just be a like accident right and they know what they're doing like you got to be you don't want to abandon this and fuck people up till they don't care anymore the final
2: one I'll have you clear your mind for from Ignacio Rojas did they show off abandoned
1: Ooh, I honestly yeah I can't tell no you no fucking
2: way it is nuclear that is uranium you don't want to touch that nuclear waste at this point poison the chat get everybody fucking mad about something no
1: yeah I don't know I mean what's the plan what is that game what's the plan for that game what is Sony's involvement with that game and with the buffoonery around it we'll have to see <laughs> wouldn't be surprised if we see it and <laughs> it's bizarre as shit
2: i uh, remember ladies and gentlemen you can write in to be part of the show on patreon.com slash kind of funny games but if you're watching live you can correct us and in real time at uh, kind of funny.com slash you're wrong uh charlie jacobson writes in to say the second playstation conference was in september 2020 when they announced the pre-order for the ps5 and then also uh the kunker writes in to say neo restarting trinity's heart is in matrix reloaded not matrix one so kevin you fucked me on that one
3: all oh, right boring fucking movie i thought the best moment in that was a. I mon- my mon- i mean that's
2: movie. the thing if you want to talk more about yeah, I mean, matrix two and three is like i remember specific moments of being just bored out of my fucking mind and yeah. not make any sense remember these there fucking was,
3: twins that was, they were like selling
2: they restart the heart and yeah. then the woman eats cake and has an orgasm that's what i remember and like oh, these yeah. are moments they should have just i he, he, kevin i'll tell you i'll do the nick Scarpina thing you take matrix one Leave it as is, but you add in 15 minutes of scenes mm-hmm. grabbed from these other movies, you'd have a, one one great movie, and I'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. this is a conclusive ending to this
1: movie. I love how you're out here acting like anybody has ever defended these sequels. <laughs> like, it's not like people are like, I love the Matrix franchise. Yes, there are people out oh there. Oh, my God. Not the Look at our chat. And, like, again, what I'm talking about, Boney's popping up left and right on Twitter. You
2: got so burned twice in a row, and you're here again. Like you know what? Ghostbusters fan, Greg. <laughs> Give me more gruel. Yeah, I got burned once, and I knew coming no. down the line it wasn't going to be great. Oh <laughs> my
1: God, Ghostbusters
2: too. Thank you to our Patreon producers, the kind of funny Destiny Two PC clan uh, and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Honey, DraftKings, and American Giant. But we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report time for some news Ah. six items on the rope report
3: uh baker's dozen we're gonna start with tim
2: getty's boy Mm -hmm. a boy tim Getty saved i did you know him. him as crash bandicoot and today is his 25th anniversary uh we have an article here from twinfinite where giuseppe nelva writes devs celebrate crash bandicoot's 25th anniversary with video and possible tease today crash bandicoot celebrates its 25th anniversary at least in north america since it launched on september 8th 1996 in europe and toys for bob is celebrating we don't get any specific announcement but instead the developer published a video starring uh co-studio heads avery lodato and paul Yan as they talk about the legacy of the franchise and the latest games the studio has handled for activision uh that being said we do get to what appears to be a tease at the end with uh tan mentioning that fans should follow the crash bandicoot and toys for bob social accounts for the latest news and lodato adding that we'll see more of crash very soon mm-hmm. Tim. Mm-hmm. Do you believe you will see more Crash Bandicoot
1: soon? I, I, I mean, I would be really fucking shocked uh, if I'm being honest right now. Like, it kind of seems like they did their thing and, like, to look at Activision not even bringing in all the fucking horrible situations going on uh, sure. with Activision Blizzard. Like, just they've been handling their platformer team and the remake team so poorly uh, in recent times, kind of putting everything into the, the Call of Duty uh, development teams or, uh, you know, other other aspects whether it's overwatch or et cetera um so i struggle to think of what team would be working on a new crash game and if they are um i don't think that it's going to be like crash five um i think it'd be like some mobile situation like we had crash on the run recently but i imagine there's been a lot of um and i I, i'm not fully up to date on this but uh uh, liam robertson um dope dude on Twitter. who uh does it a lot a cool of work? like it was G. Uh, a lot of, uh, ha- a lot of a uh, deep dives into like canceled yeah. games and like behind closed doors like things that didn't happen and all that stuff and he does really good uh investigative reporting on that and he's been really deeply like diving into like uh canceled crash projects and has I've just seen just from his twitter saw a bunch of just like images of stuff of, of some Wampa League game that kind of seemed like a a multiplayer like games as a service crash game uh that doesn't seem to exist anymore but if this is if there is a new crash game i wouldn't be surprised given the direction activision's been going that we get some of that garbage okay okay yeah but celebrating crash's birthday only the true homies get to party with him. you know what i'm talking about oh you did get that thing sent me a pinata
2: That's a wampa fruit, if you didn't know. it. If you're an an audio listener, Tim has a wampa fruit pinata, as made Mm -hmm. famous by the one and only Jonathan Dornbush on Twitter, who put his up yesterday. Guess what's in it,
1: Kevin? I, I don't know. An insane amount of pixie sticks. Oh shit! I love pixie
3: sticks. Kevin, you get over there. I
1: don't. I mean, this. I I always talk about how these freaking companies just keep sending trash. This is like legitimate trash. Why would you do this? I'm so upset about it. What? Wait, what? Oh, my God. What, you're mad that they, I mean, like, first off, why even open it? Because it's just a cool wampa fruit piñata, right? I opened it. But that's the thing, I didn't know that. I opened it because this is Crash 25th anniversary box. I'm like, this better have something cool in it. I hope it has something cool in it. And I open it up it's this fucking pinata (laughs) with the tiniest goddamn hammer I've ever seen. Like, look at Jonathan Dornbusch's Twitter. You can see see. the the picture of this fucking small hammer. I'm hitting the goddamn pinata, nothing's happening. I turn the hammer up so it's the other way, and I just fucking start stabbing the goddamn thing, put my hand in there, pull it out, and cut all over. Why? Staples, so many goddamn staples in this pinata. Crash Bandicoot once again hurts me. Once again hurts me, Greg Miller. And I'm like, What's in here? Pixie sticks. Great. I fucking hate pixie sticks.
3: I love pixie sticks.
1: Kevin would have opened it for you. You know, don't I'm worry sure. about it. Sure. Send it to Kevin. Okay. Send it <laughs> to fucking Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many goddamn boxes of garbage I <laughs> have? I'm so upset about this. If you're going to do PR mailers, make them cool things. I'm sorry. Or don't send garbage. This is garbage. This hammer is Hammer's garbage. I'm ungrateful. That's what I am. Look me in the eyes, Greg. Tell it to me.
2: You're I, I, I mean, you're you have emotions and they sent you stuff. I understand. I hope uh, you know, I, I'm on a lot of mailer lists too. And I hope I get the Matrix press back. Mm-hmm. And it's just an apology. Mm-hmm. An Apology for two and three. That's all I'm asking for is apologize yeah. for it. I think they did. Oh, did they? <laughs> <laughs>
3: no idea. I think they Kebabs. Did
2: Kebabs. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, a kind of funny community member. You may know he writes in all the time and is in that chat all the time. Also. Right behind Tim is the biggest Crash Bandicoot fan of the world. Sorry, Cheeks Jr. Uh, Kebabs writes in and says, uh, What's up, KFGD crew? Today is Crash Bandicoot's 25th anniversary, or birthday. Uh, the original games have always been contentious for the way they handle 3D level design, basically being side-scrollers with the camera behind Sonic's ass. So what he says. Uh, what do you think is something Crash did well that Sonic and Mario didn't do in their 3D outings at the time? Timothy, you're an expert at Crash Bandicoot and all things coot.
1: Platforming. Like they they translated 2D Mario games to 3D in a literal way where Mario 64 went a completely different route and made it a big sandbox collect-a-thon adventure, you know, kind of a sure. uh, way more open experience. Whereas Crash was 100% based on the platforming obstacles and dodging enemies and timed jumps and all that, which uh, you look at Mario 64 and that is – there's a handful of stars that require some like precision platforming. Um, like in the pyramid, there's a bunch of stuff. TikTok clock. There's a there's a bunch, but otherwise, it is just kind of more about exploring and collecting things. And then you look at the Sonic side, and um, especially that that era. I mean, we didn't even really get a three D Sonic game until Adventure on the Dreamcast, uh, which it's the anniversary today of the the Dreamcast. It is September. Wow, 19th. look there at that. Go. Nobody remembers. They only remember <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> yeah and um you know with sonic adventure it kind of went a little bit more of a hodgepodge like different gameplay styles with multiple characters and um some didn't work and some really didn't work um i'm spicy today everybody and uh i don't mind do it be spicy the, but it kind of just translated the the sonic levels had that more like roller coaster you know going through the loops just gotta go fast type me- methodology but it didn't so much have the the platforming that Sonic was also known for so I think Crash really did the best job of translating the 2D spirit of Sonic and Mario into into 3D all
2: right thank you for your class Mm Geddes in the one the only the bandicoot uh, we have breaking news for you right now, ladies and gentlemen. We're getting it from Nival over on Twitter, who says, Rumor, new Twisted Metal game in development according to VGC sources and Grub. Game is supposedly early in development in an attempt to synergize with their new movie-slash-TV strategy. Of course, we had heard a while back about a Twisted Metal thing happening. I'm going to jump over to VGC, where Andy Robinson writes in and says, A new Twisted Metal is in development to coincide with the TV series, it's claimed. It's claimed. Sony Interactive Entertainment is planning to revive twist, the Twisted Metal series to coincide with its upcoming television adaptation, it's been claimed. That's according to GameSpeed journalist Jeff Grubb. It matches what VGC has heard from its own sources. Grubb said on his latest Giant Bomb video show, parentheses, paywall, and that's what he, he, they call him Jeff Grubb because he's money grubbing. got mm-hmm. uh, that he'd love it, heard. Dude. <laughs> that he'd heard a revival go to patreon.com that he'd heard a revival of the car combat game was an early development and represented a broadening of sony's first party game strategy to synergize with its movies and television projects quote i think twisted metal is in the works but it may still be a ways off so i think we're early grub said that speaks to a larger strategy shift from sony well it's not even a shift it's a broadening of their strategy if they have twisted metal ready to show at thursday's showcase they might but either way it does seem like it's in the works Uh, It does seem that it's coming and it does seem like it does not involve David Jaffe. Twisted Metal uh, Television Project was announced in May 2019 and is in works at PlayStations Productions and Movie TV Studios. So there you go, Twisted Metal fans. Still a weird one. Remember when they pitched the Twisted Metal show, it didn't sound like what Twisted Metal usually is, which isn't bad because I think what Twisted Metal normally is wouldn't work as a show.
1: Mm, I don't know. I'm I'm interested. I've, I've heard these rumors as well and I'm i i'm stoked that it seems like it's being corroborated by by grubbing them because that means it's there's probably some legitimacy to it actually happening will we see it today probably not um but I've always loved Twisted Metal like since the the first iteration like I was a huge fan obviously two was the was my favorite but um until black and like black really changed the game came at the right time where it's like oh here's this fucking dark like we're saying motherfucker like it's crazy you're playing a PlayStation 2 game and they said motherfucker um and and so I was I was all about it and then it you know kind of like petered out over time. And uh when they brought it back in uh 20 2009 or 11 one of the two, um not 2010 now that I say it, uh, at the PlayStation E3 show. That was the first E3 I was ever at. And they brought out the Sweet Tooth truck and like they had this super hype uh video playing to to announce Twisted Metals coming back. And I was losing my shit. I was so excited we were gonna get a PlayStation 3 twisted metal and it ended up just not being at all what I care about about twisted metal they focused on all the wrong elements and it, it really just kind of fell apart to me where I'm like this ain't it um so going back to the drawing board and kind of like making a different type of twisted metal now uh on PS5 I'm really interested in what that could look like I think that there's a great cast of characters and there's a lot of fun that could be had uh with that type of like car combat uh tournament for dreams and all this shit. like there's a cool element that i feel like you can modernize it and not quite god of war it uh in the way of like uh but just in the way of like sweet tooth has a kid. what we remember um from it and taking elements and kind of making them mean a little bit more than they used to what i'm wondering uh, man twisted metal ps3 what was the what's the was, was, was there even a metacritic
2: around there but there we go 76 on that huh I remember Clemencia, I'm on the IGN review, gave it a nine. And I remember that was that thing where at previews it played really well and we enjoyed it for what it was. And then he got the review code in and we all stayed behind one night at IGN to play with him. And it was Mm -hmm. that thing where I never was inclined to play play it again. I had a fun time that night, but I was never like, this is a game I have to go back to that I have to be part of.
1: Yeah, in the story mode, I was always like so invested in the the goofy ass like, you know, intro, middle and ending cinematics that uh, would build the story for these characters and how they all kind of interweaved in different ways. Like it's it's a fighting game but you're f- with cars. Like it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um and then the PS3 one like made a really 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 bold choice of eliminating all the characters and instead it was like rival gangs yeah, and there was gangs, like the face right, yeah. gang, yeah. there's the preachers and there was the the clowns with sweet tooth and the single player was like Semi-live action, but, like, it was a really bizarre art choice where it was, like, live action, but everything was heavily green-screened. But, like, that was kind of the the look of it. And it worked to an extent, uh, but the story they were telling was just so untwisted metal for everything they've done before that, like, that was backed up with gameplay that I think strived a little too hard too soon to be this massive online game. And I just think the PS3 wasn't at that place yet. Sure. I think that if if that game had come out with some changes here and there in the PS4 era, I think it actually would have been a different story.
2: Interesting. Well, I'll be, I'll, it'll be fascinating to see what this TV show ends up being and what this game ends up being. And yeah, what mm-hmm. a modern look of it looks like, right? Because even with that PlayStation 5 game, they, uh, the... The one that was going to be a launch game and then came out as PlayStation Plus and then no one ever fuck played again. Destruction All-Stars. All-Stars. Destruction All-Stars, right? That was like such a weird pick of like, well, you have this license of Twisted Metal. Why wouldn't you put it on there in some way? Modernize it that way. Do something with that twist that way. Uh, Nanobiologist and kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. says Twisted Metal is 2012. I don't know at what point we said or didn't know the date, Uh, but there you go. Number two on the Roper Report, believe it or not, somehow. Uh, Bugsnax developers, Young Horses, are moving to a four-day work week. We go to Megan over at Axios. Bugsnax developer, Young Horses, is permanently altering its work weeks to only four days in an effort to create a healthier work-life balance at its studio why it matters the video game industry is known for intense crunch but moving away from even 40 hour work weeks is proof that the model doesn't need to be the norm uh the team of eight switched to four-day work weeks in july as part of a unanimously decided trial run uh, run young horses co-founder and president phil tibetowski told axios Uh, The team's production schedule uh, was already set to to an expected 35 hours per week for each full-time person. Transitioning to 32 hours only meant a three-hour loss. Quote, might as well give people the peace of mind that they can relax doing their own thing on their own time than have someone feel guilty uh, for doing it at work. We know what we have to do. We know what we have to get done and by when. Or we're making our own schedule entirely and things get done when they get done. But yes, that transition is it's easier due to the team size. Uh, quote, it's easier for us to implement because of to, to measure our small team's output is simple relative to those bigger studios. So our trial period and decision making is faster than a studio who has to get buy-in from so many departments and investors, end quote. A studio goal has always been to foster a healthier, creatively fulfilling business that supports our lifestyles, Phil said. Those lifestyles being uh, ones where growth uh, of the studio is not very important, but sustainability of the happiness of the people who work there is much more our focus, end quote. Phil told told Axios uh, that he believes a four-day work week is possible at the larger studios. Quote, but you have to have buy-in from the top and their goals slash processes slash expectations have to be adapted to support the change. There are people who always want more, who are never satisfied with what they have, and who will sacrifice the well-being of their employees to get there. Bottom line from Axios, quote, if we're all happier to be at work because we're well-rested, I think we're going to be better off in the long run, end quote. Tim, one it's kind of funny going to a four-day work week.
1: Uh, I mean, I, that's very, very doubtful, especially with just the way we do things. I think sure. that this makes a lot of sense. You have Can to look done? at your team and what you're doing and what you're actually trying to accomplish and like what what work actually is. We we talk about this a lot, Greg, of like the value of an hour. And I always argue that not all hours are equal. And like just looking at what we do, it's kind of funny. An hour of being on a show is feels like way more work than another just hour of doing something else. And i feel like looking at it it's like we don't necessarily expect eight hour work days from our team because the hours we're putting in are worth different things that's us right looking at uh this small uh, development team video games are different like the way that things are kind of judged and expected and the responsibilities like only the people at that company know how to, to look at it and make sure that they're hitting their goals and accomplishing what they're trying to do which at the end of the day is the sole goal of these jobs, right? Is like making this video game for them. So if this works best for them, that's awesome. And it's great that they can kind of like put their foot down and set this as a, uh, not a standard, but as an option, like just to show other developers, like, Hey, like, look, there's another way to do things just because you've been doing it this way for so long. Doesn't mean that that is right for you and right for your team.
2: Yeah, I think you, you nail it on a lot of different fronts there, right? Of like, obviously, as the industry struggles with crunch and struggles with work life balance, it is about, you know, these personalized solutions. And I think, you know, as Phil talks about in the article here in, you know, young horses being a small team means they're able to sit there and figure it out. And I'd like to think that that's how kind of funny is too, right? where it's what you're talking about that, you know, when you do push yourself too hard or too far or you feel like you're getting stressed out or you see something coming out the line, your you're able to tell us like, okay, cool. Like, you know, Kevin does it when he, he needs to. And I know Kevin obviously makes everything runs around here, but it is that thing of like, all right, cool. I'm going to take this afternoon off or I'm going to take, I'm going to try to pop off for this day. And sometimes like that, you know, Avengers stuff, we couldn't do it the way you wanted to, uh, Kev, but we, you know, we hope that nets out in the end. And we hope that, yeah, you know, like blessing talks to me all the time about it, right. Of like, we juggle a schedule and he's on two shows back to back so in the afternoon like he's kind of a ghost right like he's on slack if you need him for something but he's playing a game he's resting he's doing whatever he needs to do because we're trying to move people around for the best work life balance possible and energy and quality of life right and i think that again is something you can see at a small company like this whereas like at a bigger company it would be a struggle and i can and i'm not casting stones but at ign when we worked there right like it would have been weird, I feel, for me to leave a day early or you, you leave and you just knock off every so often on an afternoon. It could have been possible. I could have had that conversation with the boss. I could have done whatever, but I didn't. And it would have been, you know, you, it's the same thing you always talk about with like an E3 or whatever, everybody in the trenches working nonstop, doing this whole thing. And you feel like that's what you have to do, even if you're not mentally there. Even when I was going through chemo, right? Like I didn't want to leave early.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I, I feel like we're so lucky that we had that experience because then when we went to kind of funny, we were able to look at it and be like, we need. To count playing games as part of your work day, Mm -hmm. you know, like that is part of your job when you're blessing, you know, like for for depending on who you are, certain things, watching a movie for in review counts as work, you know? Sure. So it's like that type of stuff, I think. uh, And again, those hours in the same argument I made earlier of like being on a show that one hour might equal more than one hour. I think that watching a movie might equal less than an hour for that hour that it is. You get what I'm saying? But like, that's just that understanding of what the actual job is and what the role is and what, how to make the best product at the end of the day for whatever that product is. And I just think it's all about expectations and an understanding of you are working as a team and, and what you're getting compensated for that work. So with this, then saying the, uh, it's four day work week instead of five, it's like, there's a lot of questions I have that I I'd be interested in. Like, does this mean that like, there's an expectation that they're working more hours, each of those four days or not. And if, if so, like what is that expectation with salary versus contract? Like there's so many layers to the reality of workforce and how all this works, uh, where it's like, for example, Gia, like her last job that she was at paid her very well. And they straight up said, the expectation is you're working 50 hour work weeks, like 50 hours a week is what is being expected for you for doing this job. And you're going to get this much and it's, and all these other benefits or whatever. And it's like that is absolutely fair. You were signing up for it. And like, that is what you're getting into, right? Which is different than other situations where it's not clear what you're being asked or how much you're expected to work. And the assumption is it's an eight hour workday, but you ended up maybe having to work 12 one day and you know, whatever. And all of a sudden it slips and that's just the norm. And yeah. you're not getting compensated for that. You're not like, nobody's looking out for you in that situation. This at the end of the day is good because people are looking out for the situation. Is this the right way to do it? I don't know. Is this, Should this be the standard? I definitely don't think so. But I think that if this works for your team, then why the hell not?
2: And I, Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing. What works for your team, right? And even Phil has the quote in here. Quote, we know we have to get done and by when. Or we're making our own schedule entirely and things get done when they get done. And I think that's, it, without you know, we're not, we're, we're not on a four-day work week wake thing. And again, that is, I think, a bit, you know, we have a daily show and all these different things about it, right? Uh, but it is that idea that, like, I think our employees know what's expected of them. And you know what I mean? If you're getting your stuff done, yeah, why not knock off or whatever? You know, Kevin's very open about, and I'm, this is not a knock, Kevin. This is Kevin's open when he plays Fortnite during a work day, or when, you know what I mean? Or like when he has to knock off and go do something and run an errand or whatever. I know Kevin's killing himself to make this show and all the other shows run. So as long as those shows are running, Kevin's, you know, seeing the movies he needs to see to talk about in review. Am I wrong, Kevin? You're an employee. I feel like, I, are we speaking out of our ass here? Do we do a good job no, like no, making no, sure yeah, you guys yeah, don't kill totally, each other? Or we, you guys are
3: totally right. Uh, uh, yeah, I think definitely we do find time uh, to, you know, relax and breathe. Because sometimes, yeah, sometimes we go 24 hours on a Saturday um we told you not to. it's a lot of fun yeah, yeah i don't care it was fun you know what i mean oh man you should have been there it was electric <laughs>
2: but i mean even that's a good example i think right yeah. of like you know you but, like, know you weren't expected fair. to go 24 hours no that one was asked you to go. That was,
3: that was me and mike having a great time and like going with the momentum of the chat and it's really fun like did i get in trouble with my wife sure a little bit what do you gonna do
2: you're always uh, in trouble with paula
3: no <laughs> yeah.
2: she looks over there you're eating a big ham she gets mad i understand
3: <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's just yeah and I don't think I I took any days off, but like I certainly like I had mentally prepared for having that Sunday to just chill and relax. And, And we do those kind of things all the time.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, we do a lot of cool stuff here and we like to think we take care of our employees. And one of the reasons we're able to do that is because of your support on patreon.com slash kinda funny games. Good, Rick. that was good. Thank you. Over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Of course, you can toss us a few bucks to say, hey, we like what you're doing. We like being part of this community. That would, of course, get you the ability to write into the shows. It would get you the ability to squad up. It would get you the ability to get the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. And of course, it would get you the show ad-free. But guess what, Jack? Right now you're not listening on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So here's a word from our sponsor
0: online shopping everybody does it there's no shame in it unless you're doing it without honey that is then you should be ashamed of yourself that's because honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best ones it finds to your cart Honey supports over 30,000 stores online from tech and gaming sites to fashion brands and even food delivery. It's also super simple to use. When you go to checkout, the Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply codes. Then sit back and relax and Honey will search for coupons. If it finds a working one, you'll watch the price drop. Kevin and Tim swear by Honey. Everything they buy, they run through Honey first just to make sure we're making sure we get that best price possible. Kevin and Tim love Honey. Every single thing we buy, especially for the new studio, we use Honey for because we wanna make sure we're getting best price possible if you don't already have honey you could be straight up missing out on free savings it's literally free and installs in a few seconds and by getting it you'll be doing yourself a solid at supporting this podcast we'd never recommend anything we don't use ourselves so go over get honey for free at joinhoney.com games that's joinhoney.com games it's finally here the nfl is back and DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the nfl has millions of reasons to get you excited literally millions because To kick off the football season, DraftKings is giving new customers a free shot at a $1 million top prize with a total of $4 million up for grabs for Thursday's opener. Getting in on Thursday night's single game showdown is easy. Draft six players from the season opener. Stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Download the DraftKings app now and use code KFGD. This week, new customers can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize and $4 million in total prizes. Enter code KFGD to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's code KFGD only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. American Giant isn't just the name of the people who make the greatest hoodie ever made, no exaggeration. The folks over at American Giant call themselves that because they know the power of supporting local manufacturers, communities, and workers. That's why they produce everything in America with the added bonus of getting to obsess over every single detail of their clothing at every step. And let me tell you, those two things close to home for me. I love great quality, I love made in America, and I love when people obsess over details. American Giant began with the belief that local makes better. Every detail matters, and the clothes you wear every day should be beautiful and durable. But they didn't stop there. After their first best-selling hoodie, they expanded well beyond it, continuing to revolutionize your everyday wardrobe and leaving things better than they were before. Explore American Giant's collection of durable essentials at AmericanGiant.com and to get 20% off when you use code KFGD at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com. The promo code KFGD. Tim, can you believe that man,
2: Nick Scarpino, has a personal YouTube channel that just hit
1: 100,000 subscribers no. and has a bunch of Doritos fake commercials that have a million views? Legitimately one of the most bizarre moments of my life has been Nick Scarpino's YouTube channel getting 100,000 subscribers and having multiple, multi-million-viewed, Fake Doritos commercial, including one that last I looked was like at seventy million views. What the hell, monster! That man.
3: I personally am proud of him. You know what I mean. I'm proud of him. I just hate him.
2: Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, coming off of that uh, last story, we were talking about work-life balance and how Young Horses is doing it right. Of course, I mentioned yesterday in our Twitch stream, we'd be talking about uh, work-life balance today for mental health because I'm doing the whole thing with Cloud9, Presence of Mind. It's the show I was doing with Alana and Khalif. We we're, we did 25 minutes yesterday, a little segment, me and Mike about it. Today, 25 more minutes. If you want to learn more about work-life balance and mental health and why uh, mental health shouldn't be something you're ashamed of and it should be something we all talk about, you can go to c9.gg greg pom greg palm for presence of mind well, but where i'm going with all this work-life balance talk about how young horses appears to be doing it right we're gonna do number three and talk about how it turns out retro studios wasn't doing it right uh, metroid prime's crunch was so bad that it nearly broke retro studios we're reading uh from ign.com where logan plant writes Metroid Prime is nearly 20 years old, but in a new interview, it's shedding light on the development of the groundbreaking series. Former Retro Studios developer Mike Wicken uh, went on an episode of the Kiwi Talks podcast to discuss crunch within Retro during the development of Metroid Prime, as well as the effort from Nintendo to change the Metroid Prime trilogy's writing to fit within the Metroid Prime universe. Uh, in this case it dates back to t- 2002 when the austin texas-based retro studios was developing the first ever 3d metroid game in partnership with nintendo Wicken, who worked on the game said that crunch was a big problem during the development of metroid prime quote i had two times where i was there for 48 hours straight with one hour of sleep and then a couple of 36 hour days Wicken said the last nine months were pretty much there we the last nine months we were there pretty much 24 7 working on the game end quote after Metroid Prime shipped, Wiccan said morale was low within Retro's, retro's ranks. In fact, according to Wiccan, many team members were ready to quit, and Wiccan himself even had multiple job offers on the table. Then things changed when the stu- at the studio when Nintendo stepped in. Quote, to their credit, Nintendo realized what was going on and they came in and took over the company. They bought it out, Wiccan said. After Nintendo bought Retro, Nintendo of America's Michael Kelbog uh, was put in charge. Wiccan said he asked Retro employees to give him a few weeks to turn it around and eventually, quote, restored faith in the leadership. The turbulent past of retro studios pre Nintendo was well documented. The studio has a history of layoffs, crunch and unrealized ambition prior to Nintendo's decision to keep, to step in and put Kelbog uh, in charge, uh, who is still the president of Retro studios today. Tim mm-hmm. crunch sucks. This is ridiculous. 48 hours work. You know what I mean? Like this is again, where it's one of those, I think as much as crunch gets talked about now, it, and people are like why do you talk about it so much i think it's because it used to be this bad and i'm not saying it's not the, probably this bad somewhere we don't know about or anything else but like crunch isn't it has gotten better i think the more people have talked about it and realize this really isn't acceptable
1: well you just gotta learn from these lessons right like the this being talked about t- 2002 like that's a long time ago and it's like that but it's also not that long ago video games have only been around for a handful of decades so with this it's like we need to kind of learn some lessons and the more these things are being talked about like as bad as they are and like they're absolutely horrible but it's like if we weren't talking about this right now we wouldn't know you know so it's like yeah. I, I feel like the these two news stories back to back like are, are just a good example of the the, the shift that is happening and it, it's I don't even want to say it's slow. I think it's actually in the grand scheme of things happening really quickly. Where uh, there's a lot of things that go hand in hand, whether it's work-life balance, whether it is mental health, whether it is just like the understanding of um, what can be expected from video games um, in in any way. And I think there's a much better understanding, and like there's a, a much greater. Ability for people to of, of any kind of range be able to create video games as an indie developer if they wanted to, because the tools are out there. There's a lot less, uh, like gates, uh, to, to get behind in order to get into game development. So, with more developers out there, with more access to information and knowledge and ability to kind of have different teams pop up, like there's going to be a lot more people that are all of a sudden in charge of a team. Sure. making a video game and they're they never planned for that but because of these conversations they're going to be a little bit more well equipped to from the ground level make sure their team's being ran well making sure that their team is being treated fairly so that it doesn't turn into an issue when hopefully they become a major developer one day
2: yeah 100 percent right it has to be uh, something moving from the core and you have to have it i think come from the ground up and so i think the fact that more people are willing to talk about it now and uh out these pra- practices that are you know uh, uh, abusing the workers when those workers eventually get promoted or right are able to change it now but uh, get promoted up they're able to say we don't want that we don't want to build it it's similar to what we were talking about earlier with work-life balance for kind of funny right is we don't want people to feel the way we felt and again i'm not trying to damn ig and it's just where we worked before right but it was that mentality in your own head we want to drive out and that comes from a boss level right of like i'm i'm taking three months off for paternity leave right here as soon as this kid pops and it's like That's not exclusive to me because I own the company, right? It's the fact that we want to make sure we're taking care of each other and our families that are also intrinsically tied to making kind of funny kind of funny.
1: Yeah, totally. And, you know, to be extremely honest about uh, my experience at IGN and my experience with the people around me at IGN, it's like there was a lot of those bad situations, but they didn't feel bad. They felt like normal. It and felt like bonding. That's, that it felt like bonding. It felt like a bunch of positive things. And it's like, looking back at it, honestly, I still I look back at it with nothing but fondness. Like, of course, yeah. I have my criticisms. But like, even like the, the crunch of the bad stuff, it felt fun. It felt like we're all in this together. We're all doing something together. And it's like, that is the problem, right? Is like that, that, you know, that and In some ways, it's not the problem. It just shows that it like even when it is not that bad, it can be bad, and you just don't know that it's like wearing away, you know, it shouldn't be that way. That's the thing. And I think that because of all this, I guarantee IGN's not the same anymore. I guarantee that they've adapted and changed because the whole industry is adapted and changed because they have to for good reason. Well, IGN wasn't even the same when we were there, right? When we were when we
2: were leaving compared to when I started in two thousand seven. Like, I remember that first or second... No, it would have been the second E3 because we actually had a war room. And, like, you know, it was when IGN covered everything. The, the thing was we were going to cover every game at E3. And I remember almost skipping the team celebration dinner because I still had to write a... Th- uh, no, I, had, I still had to write a DS preview of Agatha Christor, Agatha Christie's murder mysteries or whatever. And Levi Buchanan was my roommate. And he's like, come on, we're all gone. I'm like, no, I got to finish this preview. He's like, what preview are you working on? I'm like, Agatha Christie, DS. He's like... Get the fuck up, like, hey, you know what I mean? But like that entire dinner, I felt like I was doing something wrong because everybody else was there. Like, oh and I'm done, and I don't have to write anymore. And I was like, oh fuck, I still have to write this Agatha Christie thing. You know what I mean? And it was this, you know, yoke on my shoulders of we we are covering every game. This has to happen. Yeah. So. Let's continue on talking about things changing in the industry. We're going to go to number four. Ubisoft's got a new CCO. This is Eddie at GameSpot, of course. Uh, he talks about it in the opening paragraph. I don't have to recap. Following reports about Ubisoft's alleged toxic frat house culture, the French publisher has announced the appointment of a new chief creative officer who will be responsible for working with the company's studios to, quote, include diverse perspectives and sensibilities. However, a Ubisoft workers' advocacy group has expressed some concerns. Uh, Igor Man, you know, it's a man show because it's like Bo, but with a C show, right? Man show, you think? I'm going to say man show until somebody corrects me. A 20-year veteran of Ubisoft uh, who most recently worked uh, as creative director on Riders Republic will be the new chief creative officer reporting to CEO Yves Guillemot. Uh, man show will also join Ubisoft's uh, executive committee. Serge Hascot uh, was Ubisoft's previous chief creative officer. He was called out for abusing his significant influence over staff and encouraging a toxic work environment. Gimel stepped into the role in an interim. The chief creative officer uh, role is a big and important one at Ubisoft. The publisher said Mancho will be in charge of, quote, defining and nurturing Ubisoft's overall creative vision and guiding the creative direction of its games so that they are accessible, uh, irresistible and enriching for all players, end quote. Mancho will work closely with stakeholders in all the company studios to include uh, diverse perspectives and sensibilities that will feed the creative spirit of the group, Ubisoft said. Mancho will work closely with Ubisoft's chief creator. Oh, and this is just going on the thing. We're going to grow Ubisoft. Regarding his own personal journey at Ubisoft, he started the company in 1998. He's been doing a bunch of stuff. A Ubisoft uh, workers' advocacy group, A Better Ubisoft, responded to the news of Mancho getting promoted. The group said it looks forward to working with Mancho to promote. create uh, cr- to promote change, but it also acknowledged the quote shocking lack of diversity among Ubisoft's executive teams. Quote: Currently, as it stands, the creative team at Ubisoft is comprised of white people who are of uniform cultural backgrounds. And then there's a full statement you can read over on Gamespot or wherever you want to get your a better Ubisoft news. Tim, that's the takeaway, right? Of like okay, they got rid of this guy who was listed as a toxic part of the problem, fostering a toxic work environment, but they're just putting in a 20-year veteran who's been there forever. It's like, well, is this really – He he sounds like that would probably be a part of
1: the problem still, right? Yeah. No, I mean this – it's interesting. Seems like a a weird choice. Not a choice I would make. I can tell you that. I I feel like there's a, a reckoning coming at some point, and I just don't know when it is, and I don't know why it hasn't happened already. Um, But this seems like a truly bizarre choice for Ubisoft to make at this point in time where it seems extremely tone deaf and it seems like they're um, missing the message. Like they're they're being told it loud and clear and instead they're kind of acting this way. It's weird. I'm seeing this all happen a lot, like without going too far into this, like with Bachelor last year, there was like a lot of racial issues with that show uh, to the point that the the executive producer and host is fired and not part of the franchise anymore and like it was real bad and then you look at what's happening this season and they made some changes but they didn't fix any of the problems and it's just like what the fuck abc and you look at this what the fuck ubisoft like how are we at this place in the world where we're at with everything that has happened the last couple years and this is their their make good this is their their best foot forward i just don't believe it like it it's it's ridiculous and like this shouldn't happen this way
2: yeah, and remember again, like right, Ubisoft says this is to quote include diverse perspectives and sensibilities, right? That's he's responsible for working with the company studios to include diverse perspectives and sensibilities, right? But then, yeah, the fact that he's just been there forever, right, and falls in line. The I'm over on the statement here. You can go a better Ubisoft on Twitter is where you can go get this. Uh, at, you know, follow them as they try to make a better Ubisoft. This uh, collection of employees here, right? But then they have this whole thing here, and then go. There is no clear expression of the creative process, and there is a shocking lack of diversity in the VPs. We're acknowledging the hire, hiring of bio-jade Adam Granger, uh, but not much progress has been made beyond that, especially given the two additional VPs were meant to be hired. Currently, as it stands, the creative team at Ubisoft is comprised of white people who are a unif- of uniform cultural backgrounds. This leaves us with a lack of confidence in the future shape of the editorial team. With Patrick plow uh continued to remain in his role as VP editorial despite the multiple misconduct uh, reports filed against him. Will Serge H- Hayscott, who I talked about earlier, former right-hand person, is still involved in the recruitment of high-level uh, creative positions. So, yeah, like you're saying, Tim, right? They're they're making moves, but like are, it doesn't seem like they're making actual ones of consequence. Yeah. Hmm.
1: We're in a very complicated place right now, but... There are some things that shouldn't be complicated. There's some things that should be clearly a bad look. This is one of them
2: number five on the roper report we have some luna news i'm gonna run through if you like if you like luna there's new news uh first off you and i'm I'm paraphrasing eddie at Gamespot. i have the bullet points uh from my email as well though uh basically luna's over on fire so the fire tablet you can start using the luna app over there uh they're gonna do new new channels one of the new channels launching today is the family channel which offers a carefully curated group of 35 plus games that are appropriate for younger players the channel costs three dollars a month includes titles like spongebob SquarePants, battle for a bikini bottom rehydrated garfield cart furious racing and transformers battlegrounds skate bird will come to the channel later this month Amazon also announced that Far Cry 6th on October 7th and Rider Republic October uh, 28th will lo- what, anyway, October 280 is what is this will launch uh, with uh, that and everything else from the Ubisoft channel looking ahead they're going to uh, Amazon is going to be doing a retro gaming uh, channel soon with games from Atari and SNK among others uh, Oh, the other big announcement this is Eddie is a new co-op feature for Amazon Luna uh, the new Luna couch option lets you play games like Sonic Team Racing and Overcooked 2 among others cooperatively even even if you're not in the same room, perhaps the most exciting part of this is that only the host needs to be a Luna subscriber. The guest can play for free. The host creates a game session, which generates a Luna code uh, that the friend can use a Luna couch code. The friend can use Amazon also announced that uh, all prime members in the U S can play all f- play four games on luna at no cost next week september 9th through the 15th including resident evil 7 metro exodus katamari Damasi, reroll and monster boy in the cursed kingdom prime subscribers can already request an early access invite for luna but now they can simply jump in through the luna website finally announced Am- finally amazon announced a new bundle that comes with a fire tv stick
1: 4k max and the luna controller for 100 dollars. that's cool i think that the one person having it and other people being able to play it's like that stuff's always nifty. You know, I remember the the DS when it first came out and like it had the the features sure. like with with the Mario 64 DS Mar- where it's like you could play the multiplayer and one person has it and like as long as you have multiple DSs you can play. Same with Cart. Cool. Remember they did it with Cart? That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's how, they,
2: that's how I got sold on Mario Kart DS. When I was waiting for to buy my Wii in line at GameStop or pre-order my Wii, there was a guy there who shared it with me and I was like this is awesome so I went up there and pre ordered that and bought that very cool yeah Luna if isn't it neat right like you know I've talked about it on a million shows so I won't bend your tomb along about it but like I love cloud gaming trying and trying to move forward, and trying to do this different stuff. Obviously, I'm so entrenched in console culture that I'm I'm happy, and I, I also am in a place where, obviously, I get uh, games for review all the time, so I'm not as much looking for the deal, or the channel, or how does that go, but we've done, we've used Luna, and granted, I've used Luna, uh, well, I subscribed to Luna on my own uh, when it launched, and used it there, and then we have done a sponsorship, or two, with Luna, and I was on one of them, or whatever, but every time I've lo- used Luna, sponsorship, not with Sandy, take it with a grain of salt, I've been impressed with the tech like it does work really well and the fact that you know ubisoft games that they are talking about here far cry 6 riders republic uh for me playing uh, assassin's creed uh valhalla and then um the one the immortals. immortals phoenix rising the fact that you have the cloud saves automatic that for me with valhalla was easy to jump between my playstation and xbox and back to playstation with immortals was my playstation then to luna to keep playing there and then coming back there i thought that was cool so i think that there's something there again i wonder where we i would be with the the cloud technology if 2020 would have been normal and i would have traveled Mm. as much as i travel (laughs) that i think i would have been using it a lot more than now where i'm like oh this is all cool but i don't really need it yeah and then six and final on the rope report kevin let's show it there is a mario 64 lego brick tim you put this in here we're gonna watch the, the video here there we go
1: it's freaking cool as shit it's this uh, question mark block and you, you open it up and it's a couple different levels from Mario 64 and like a fun Poly Pocket Mad Max type. or Not Mad Max. Mad Max. uh <laughs> Max. Mighty, <laughs> Mighty Max. Mighty Max, uh, Max type uh, thing. You know what I'm talking about, Kev?
3: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. This is cool. Bear He's made a tiny. great joke in the slag. What do you did he say? You what do you say? No. Oh, let me read it now. Hold on. Hold I'm sorry. On. Gonna... But so, I yeah, think it's pretty cool.
1: It's a Andy. little weird setup <laughs> with the box, but you know, hey. I love this type of stuff. You know,
2: well, I mean, this is the kind of shit that's just destined for Brian Altano's desk. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was who cares
1: what the setup is? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I mean, it's just, I feel like it'd be cool if they were just, like, individual, like, dioramas. Sure. You know? I'd be a bigger fan of that. Because, um, like, there's a, a couple cool... This style has been done before with Lego. Like, I have a cool San Francisco like diorama that's the same minimal style. And it, it's just super rad. And I love when video games are, are kind of shown this love where there's clear reverence for these, these maps and these levels. And uh, to kind of get them in, in this, this fun form, like the Lego Mario uh, partnership has been cool and interesting and obviously geared uh, towards kids more than anything. Uh, but I love that they're also doing this more fun kind of clear play at at my heartstrings right like of course uh like the with the the nes the tv that they had where it was like kind of like a playable version of world one-to-one like that shit's cool but like to go to mario 64 specifically like this speaks very loudly to me
2: hold on one second in the chat uh Lakers shed 2432 says LA greater than San Francisco, and we are going to time him out. (laughs) Time out.
3: Do they have like an iconic skyline? Yeah, it's
0: called Smog. (laughs) (laughs) You
3: fucking. They the can't breathe because of all the pollution.
0: I love all of the sitting in traffic for four hours. You know what I'm saying, Greg? Hey. Let's go. Hey, Barrett, do you want to go somewhere in
2: LA? Sure. Are we going six miles or four feet away? Doesn't matter. It'll be a 45-minute car ride, and it'll yep. be uh, just Every a time. massive humanity there. Every it'll time. be great. Greg, you're so funny. Funnier than Nick, someone said. Thank you. I am funnier than Nick. That is true. That is true. Uh, I'll tell you what's not funny, how bad Matrix 2 and 3 were. But, Tim, we can see soon enough as you. You are getting ready to do a trailer react to the new matrix if it's good but that trailer reaction is still so far away even though it'll be up on youtube.com slash kind of funny later if i wanted something more immediate say what came to the mom and grab shops where
1: would i go The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday
2: yeah. out today fallout worlds is available for fallout 76 it offers players the tools and flexibility to create customize and explore appalachia like never before uh, hindsight 2020 wrath of Raka shasha is on ps5 ps4 xbox one switch pc and mac blood rain betrayer Fre- F- blood rain betrayal fresh bites is on ps5 ps4 xbox series xs uh, xbox one switch and pc the artful escape tim gettys's game of the year is on xbox series X/S, xbox one and pc it's also on things- games
1: Couple things with that. First off, I highly recommend everybody give this game a shot. Don't think it's gonna be for everybody, but if it's for you, it's gonna be fucking for you. I absolutely love it. I adore the hell out of it. It's a max of four hours and uh, tomorrow, I'm so excited about it that I want to re-experience it again. So I'm gonna have Mike play on stream and I'm gonna hang out with him on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games after games daily. It's gonna be a freaking blast. Kev, I can't wait for you to see this game. I think you're gonna, it's, they, you're gonna some vibe with it. There? Queen vibes, not Queen themselves, oh, man. but Queen but, vibes but, are pretty good. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I'm it's pretty all in. damn, pretty damn good. Um, but check it out, and Also, check out our review on uh, Kind of Funny Games Cast. You can get on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games um, or podcast services where we review WarioWare and Life is Strange: True Colors and uh, Artful Escape. And I think we have a really good conversation um, about how uh, we disagree about Artful Escape. And I think that it's one of the rare times where we're split. On our opinions on a video game,
2: it's true. It's a great games cast. You should check it out. Great review uh, of that. Life is strange and WarioWare. Uh, but for right now, cybernetic guru in the chat says SF is just LA but colder and less to do. Oh, and worse foods. So we're gonna time cybernetic out as well. Every
3: part in. of that was wrong.
2: I know. Except well the colder. colder. It's colder. colder I'll give yeah, you that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. That's and true. And you know that's what? True.
3: Let's 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 be honest. It's better colder. hundred you know, percent. Are you I kidding me? Oh, I love app. that it's you know 95 I
2: mean? degrees around here. I'm sweating my ass off. I'm trying to, in traffic, the AC broke today. Get
3: yeah. out of here. You know what I mean? Sweat going down I. my butt crack. You uh, know what I mean? Ultra
2: I Age mean. is on PS4 and Switch today. Boulder Dash Deluxe is on Xbox One, Switch, and PC. The Tourist is on PS5 and PS4. Espigaluda 2 is on Switch. Uh, Neo Complete Edition and Neo 2, the Complete Edition, are now available on the Epic Game Store. This week in GTA Online, the new Karen... Previan hits southern San Andreas super autos while those looking to make a name for themselves at the LS car meet can earn double car meet rep. For all LS car meet activities, such as modifying vehicles in, uh, you know what these are. If, if, I'm not going to get into this. Uh, terrain what are you of even magical. Saying, Greg, I don't even know, but some GTA Online player dork like Blessing Junior understands terrain of magical expertise launches today on PC. And then SpongeBob's Idle Adventures, the new mobile game based on the popular Nickelodeon franchise SpongeBob SquarePants, is now available global for download on uh, Google Play and the App Store. Barrett Courtney, give me your review. Um. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> New dates for you. A Juggler's Tale is on PC, Steam, Xbox, <laughs> PS Play and Switch all on September 29th. Ruin Raiders uh is coming to Nintendo Switch and PC uh on uh, Thursday, October 14th, 2021. God Strike is uh also coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X/S on October 14th. Uh the next limited time collection event for Apex Legends Evolution Evolution will run from September 14th to the 28th. And then Football Manager your 2022 is coming to PC and Xbox on November 9th. It's also on Game Pass, but Game Pass isn't a platform. A lot of people like to correct me sometimes when I they're like, "Yeah, well, you said this game comes to Xbox, but you didn't say you. Game Pass. Not really. A, you, you gotta, you know what I mean? Come on, now. Uh, But I'll toss this in here for a deal of the day. It's on there. Xbox deal of the day for you. Xbox free play game, uh, free play days are back. Madden NFL 22, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege and Blasphemous are all available for Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members Thursday right now until Sunday, uh, September 12th at midnight, But like midnight Monday. You know, it's always confusing. Mm -hmm. Tim, we ask people to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where they can write in to be part of the show. They can get the show ad free. They can get the post show and they can also Right into squad up. This is where you give us your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read to here. the best friends uh, uh, come we'll and find, find you. you. and Sorry, I got distracted. A very—I don't know who this is, but in the chat, there's a very wise person named Sad Boy Barrett who says, "I think we can all agree, SF greater than Cleveland, and then way greater than LA."
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
2: <laughs> Kabobs writes in to squad up and says he needs help on playstation 5 where his name is Kabobs k-b-a-b-z i'd like some buddies to help me get through the main story of ghost of Tsushima legends i've heard so many good things about it but i can't for the life of me find two people willing to play alongside me if you want to get your katana and go play with Kabobs, hit up Kabobs on playstation 5 tim what? Mm-hmm. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screwed up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later. Mm-hmm. I mean, this you're still not giving me a link here. So we did great on the corrections, but then comedian AET, formerly known as Game Jumper X. I'd like to know why you changed your name. Uh, writes in and says, no man's sky expedition three came out yesterday. It was breaking news yesterday as KFGD was ending. I submitted here yesterday, but blessing didn't read it because I included an untrusted site as a reference. I tweeted him a okay. screenshot that showed it was out right after kind of funny games daily ended. Lol, smiley heart. I didn't see that anywhere. And you didn't give me a link there. Uh, person formerly known as game Jump Rex. So I've read it, but if somebody goes out there and they're like, ah, oh, I can't find this thing. Tweet at no man's sky and say, Sean Murray, I'm sorry that Sorry, the man formerly known as Game Jumper X uh, led you astray. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, believe it or not, that's the end of Kind of Funny Games Daily. For today, tomorrow, I'll be back with Blessing in the co-host chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, you shouldn't go anywhere, though, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash Games. After this, pray for them. You know, pray for them because they have to watch this Matrix trailer and react I to it and act like
3: Ghost they haven't been sucks. burned
2: twice <laughs> back to back. You know what I mean? Act like this isn't a franchise that's been drugged through the street in the mud and the shit. Now we got to hold it up like it's some kind of ivory statue. After that, I'm going to play Infamous PS3. It's like that in, that Superman
1: in. statue and Batman v Superman, right? Oh, False God? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, an ugly statue i don't mm-hmm. know i never liked the whole life yeah, thing man, can, can, we, can we that. can come we end on. this so i can watch so the matrix
2: yeah, yeah we can Please, after can that we, we're gonna react we? live to the playstation uh showcase if you don't catch any of that live uh game stuff is on youtube.com slash kind of funny games movie stuff is on youtube.com slash kind of funny until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you